Blog Talk Radio. Yakuza. Yakuza. Yakuza Kick Radio. 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 This is the bulldozer, Matt Tremont. That there's one place to listen to on the internet every Thursday, 9 p.m. Yakuza Kick Radio. Tremont says so. Who wants some? God help us, Jesus! God and baby, Jesus! Help us. Ladies and gentlemen of fucking America, this is Danny Havoc, and you have been listening to, or possibly are intending to listen to, the Yakuza Kick fucking radio. Fucking, yeah, Yakuza Kick radio. Hell fucking yeah! My name is Justice Payne, and you are listening to Yakuza Kick radio. You're coming to come on Thursday night this is a brotherhood, and we all stick together. Like my nuts. I ain't scared of you, motherfucker. Yakuza Kick Radio, the best in internet wrestling radio, period, bar none, just like Adam Cole. Everybody's a cunt but me in the world. I don't know what it is. But you go to the back, and you tell your boss that there's a new Yakuza in town. And Yakuza Kick Radio, and we're taking over. Yakuza Kick Radio has risen from the action of bad internet radio and become the premier place for any independent professional wrestler to stop and record their voice. Well, this is Mr. Insanity Toby Klein, and if you're not listening to Yakuza Kick Radio, then you're weird. Oh, I don't like the cut of your jib, fella. This is Greg Excellent, Spirit of Dragon in the Northeast. You're listening to Yakuza Kick Radio. If you're not, you're probably watching porn and you have this muted. You should be listening to it, Jason Mann. Where are Biggie and Tupac? Yakuza Kick Radio. Give a nigga rope on that cowboy, guys. All you have to do is listen to Yakuza Kick Radio, but you couldn't. Now look at that doctor, homie. Fuck that. Black dude. Bullshit, man. Motherfucker. Fuck you. Fuck you and fuck you. Who's next? And now, ladies and gentlemen, for the introduction. Hosted by J. Cat Morris. You are now listening to Yakuza Kick Radio. Welcome to Yakuza Kick Radio. I'm your host, Jake Cat Morris. It is Saturday, March 16th, 2019. Oh, man. Uh, so, let's just fucking get into this, man. Right off the fucking jump. Uh, tomorrow is St. Patrick's Day. All right? Um, fuck all this bullshit, man. I- I'm not down with fucking St. Patrick's Day. I, I don't like heritage of any sort. I don't like any kind of uh, pride in nationality. I don't like any of that shit. And that goes for every single heritage out there. I don't give a fuck. You understand, like, this shit happens by default. You're just born, and when you fucking... When you become conscious enough to know that, all right, you know, I have this and I have that, and I go forward in life, well, you just you just are what you are. Like it, it didn't take any accomplishment. It didn't take any fucking work. It didn't take any actual passion to get where you are. You just, you're just born how you are from wherever you're from, uh, you know, with whatever blood you had, whatever ancestors you had, you have zero choice in that matter. 
So suddenly motherfuckers get super riled up. Oh, I'm Irish. I'm Irish. Now, first off, about the St. Patrick's Day, this is just a big excuse to get fucking wasted. It's completely fucking shit-faced. And there's people who aren't even fucking Irish running around in their green shit. Next thing you know, they're laying on their fucking face. And, and that's like, yeah, we're celebrating. You're a fucking loser. That, that's what's going on right now. So um, I never understood that either, that like the celebrating of alcohol and stuff either, because it's a shit. I was an alcoholic. Um, I don't subscribe to that. You're an alcoholic forever. I'm an alcoholic if I drank, never drinking again. Uh, when I was drinking, I was an alcoholic. Uh, if I picked up another drink, I'd be an alcoholic again. Uh, until that day, I am no longer an alcoholic. However, um, you know, I, I was drinking fucking ridiculous amounts of alcohol. I mean, well over 100 beers a week easily. I know that because um, I was going through easily 330 packs a week. So, um, you know, plus. So, um, you know, I, drinking the way I was drinking, I never, like, got, like, super hyped up, like, yeah, fucking beer and like, yeah, like yeah. some people like shout it from the rooftops not only are they drinking but they they can't fucking wait to tell people about it and how fucking hyped they are i see people in these fucking uh you know i do these races you know and you pay like a lot of fucking money to do these races and you know it'll be a long fucking race it'll be on mile one some of these most of these races you get like a free beer after the race and you know but you spend over for the most part, you spend over a hundred dollars to run one of these races to, you know, to register for one of these races. And it's in like mile one. And you'll always hear like motherfuckers can't wait for that beer after this. Are you fucking kidding me? You know what I mean? Like I used to buy a 30 pack. It was fucking like $21 or some shit, you know, fucking Miller Lite 30 packs for like $21 and change or whatever the case is. You signed up for this fucking thing that costs a lot more than that. And you're like fucking like pre hyped for this fucking beer that you're going to drink like a fucking hour from now. I just, or depending on the race. I mean, some of those fucking races, the, um, you know, the Spartan beast, some of those things are like seven fucking hours long. And you're already like pre game in this fucking beer. Like you're a fucking loser. Um, so I never understood that. Um, and then, you know, like I said, this is coming from someone who, who liked to get fucked up a lot. Um, it's just weird to me. It just seems like the a very strange uh, celebration. But, um, so yeah, fuck, fuck, a, um, fuck a St. Patrick's Day and all this other heritage shit because it's just, it's just something you're born into. Like, I, you know, I, I got a bunch of shit in me, you know, I fucking, uh, Czechoslovakian, Italian, Hungarian. I don't give a fuck about a single one of these things. You know, it's like, you know, some of these people, they're they're watching the fucking Olympics and like, oh, I'm rooting for Germany because I'm German. But like half of you motherfuckers, you haven't even been there. And even if you were, you're on vacation. It's not like where you're from. And that's the other thing. Even if you're from somewhere, I don't even understand that shit. Like, oh, I'm from South Philly. I'm from South Philly. Like, I mean, you, you're just fucking born there because your parents weren't well off enough to not raise you in a shithole. Like, that's, you just happened to be born in that place because that's where your parents were at in life when you were born. You know, I would, I would rather see people celebrate somewhere they moved to 
Like, represent the place you moved to, not where you're from, because that's by default. You have zero fucking input or or actual um, – you have no actual cooperation in that situation. Like, you just – you're just fucking born there, and it's like, all right, here I am. I guess I'll just fucking scream about this for the rest of the, the, my life, you know? Like, if you walked into the Wawa, and there was a guy standing over by the sandwich counter going, I'm from Maple Street. You'd be like, shut the fuck up. That's the way I feel about people screaming about where the fuck they were born at, because no one gives a fuck. Um, but yeah, I would rather hear people represent the place they moved to because that's something you can accomplish. You can fucking work your ass off. You can go to some shit, you know, uh, get, get a education, get a job. You don't even need an education, whatever the case is. You get a job, you work your ass off, you you know, you get promotions, you, you wind up maybe owning your own business, whatever the case is. If it leads you to a place where now you make a lot more money and you're able to buy a, a house in, in a really nice neighborhood or you're able to buy like this dope ass house, represent that shit. That's something you work towards. Not, not the shit you woke up for the first time in like big fucking deal. Oh, I'm fucking, I'm from here. Like, I mean, if that's what you're going to fucking hoist up as your accomplishment is just what you happen to, by default, wake up in that, that's some old bullshit right there. I, I don't understand how you even have pride in that. Like I've seen motherfuckers who are like, yo, like I'm rooting for this guy on the UFC card because he's from Tom's River. It's like, did you know? No, nah, but he's from right around here. Like, okay, first off, I know a lot of people from right around here that are complete fucking assholes. Like I, I run into people on a regular basis. Like, you know, like fucking 10 people at your job, you can't fucking stand, but You'd root for that motherfucker if he was on some shit on TV? Like, no, not necessarily. I mean, if your pitch is that you love everybody from around you, then you're not my type of motherfucker, man. Uh, that's uh, that's some wild shit, you know what I mean? Like, I don't, I, don't, I don't get down with these fucking people. And when you think about it, as far as the, the pride and heritage, most racism comes from people who are just a little bit too proud of what the fuck they were born like. You know what I mean? When they look back at the ancestors and they're just a little too riled up about that, usually leads to them hating some other people, you know? So I don't know. I'm just not into it. It's just like people do that shit with the fucking sports teams. Like, you were born in Jersey. How could you be a 49er fan? Because, like, motherfucker, I'm not part of the ownership team. Like, I'm not, I'm not on the fucking payroll. So by default, I should just like all the things around me? That's fucking crazy. You know, how many people hate their fucking neighbor? That's like the closest motherfucker to you. And you're just like super proud of everything around you. Like, I look, I love Jersey and shit. You know, um, a lot of people shit on Jersey and I love Jersey. But like, I'm not like running up in other states going Jersey, motherfucker. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> you know, I, again, it's just by default. I, I'm sure if I was born in Florida, I love Florida because it's, it's warm as a motherfucker out there. I'd find some shit I like. I mean, I just kind of learned to get... um get used to and, you know, not be super angry about the place I live in for my whole life because fuck, man, that's, that's where you're at. Either that or uh, pick up and move. But, um, I, I just never understood that fucking immense pride about shit. You had nothing to do with, you know, I, I mean, I take it on the, the other side of things too. You know, you get mad at like terrible atrocities that happened back in the day, but like fucking man, shit's not happened to you at the moment. That's, fucking good for you uh you know i mean 
I don't know. That that's just me. I just I, I don't like to dwell on old shit. I don't like history at all. I don't I don't like any type of fucking history. You know? The, the, you know, when they were trying to teach me this type of shit in school, and I'm like, when the fuck is this going to apply to my life? Like, what? Like, no matter, I, unless you get a job within something that has to do with history, like, where where you have to, like, you know, go over things that happened once upon a time, like, when the fuck does that even come up in regular life? Again, people, generally, people who are way too into history become a problem, <laughs> you know? People who are screaming about the fucking past all the time to be around that motherfucker too much, you know. And people live in the fucking moment, you know. A little bit easier to uh, to tolerate on a regular basis. Um, you know. So that's just me. Uh, what else we got? Um, let's get into some other shit. All right. Uh. Fucking uh, NFL free agency. Let's let's go into some of this shit that's gone on there. Um. So you know, within within the Forty Niners um situation over here, they have added uh some pretty big things. D Ford, they've added, who was one of the lead pass rushers for the Kansas City Chiefs. I really, really like this signing. This is my favorite signing we've we've uh, locked down so far. Uh, we're we're over here picking up a lot of motherfuckers who were absolute beasts, and then they tore their ACL. I don't know for some reason. Like I don't know, maybe John Lynch or uh, you know he knows some shit about ACL recovery, and it's like, yeah, hey, we got two guys on the team dealing with that. Uh, we're just gonna go ahead and bring in a lot of other motherfuckers with the same shit. So it's like the ACL team and like maybe um they know some shit. They they got some dope healing uh techniques or or their rehab centers better than anybody else. I don't know cuz you know uh Quan Alexander we signed from the Bucks who was another guy who was like leading this fucking team and this and that, but then he tore his shit. So he he was out of there. Uh Jason Verrett from the uh Chargers, again, dope as fuck. Running shit, tore his fucking ACL. Doesn't make a lot of sense. Signed Jordan Matthews, David Mayo. Uh, Tevin Coleman's a, is an interesting one because he's the guy that came in for Devonta Freeman when he went out for the Falcons. Put down a pretty good fucking season. And um, it, it's an interesting one to me because this guy is a suitable running back, especially as like a one-two punch guy. Maybe not, you know, carry the whole load. But honestly, the NFL doesn't do a whole lot of that anymore. You know, they just don't. They don't really. Um, they don't really make a, a you know one one running back be your guy. That used to be the deal. You know, you had your running back. If there was another guy up in there, usually it'd be like your fullback. They didn't have like first and third down backs nearly as much as they have now. Um, you know, but, uh, I guess that's better for the longevity of the running back. So, you know, that one, two punch became kind of the, uh, the go-to thing for, for every team. Um, so yeah. Um, but what I don't understand is they bring in this guy and, and I understand it because obviously there's, there's a game plan there, but, um, we signed Jarek McKinnon before last season, gave him a big fucking contract, tore his fucking ACL in the fucking preseason. Didn't play a single snap as uh, a, in the regular season for the Niners. Spent the whole fucking season out. 
That's it. He's coming back for this year. So we guess he's got a big contract ready. And then Matt Breida, there was a couple weeks he, he led the fucking league in rushing. Like above Gurley, above a lot of motherfuckers. Like the he was he was the guy. Like he was he was killing it. He put in a great fucking year, way overachieved for what they expected him to do. Because I mean they didn't bring in McKinnon to be a second back. They brought him in to be the new guy, you know. When they got rid of Carlos Hyde, they said, All right, Jarek McKinnon's gonna be our new guy. We got our, you know, backup in Brita, you know, maybe, you know, switch it up, have have him go in there and this and that. And we got Mostert in there, so Mostert was kinda more of the backup. And it ended up being mostly Brita carrying the load, and he fucking killed it. He had a great fucking season. So now you got Brita. You got McKinnon coming back. What are you signing this other guy that took Devonta Freeman's spot when he was he was away? Well, clearly, there's a, there's a plan to deal. I've heard um, rumors that the, the Eagles are working on something, trying to get Brita over there. You know, but... A lot of wheeling and dealing and shit going on. I've heard a lot of things about um, the Cardinals possibly going for this. Uh, I think his name is Murray, kid in the in the draft. Even though they just took a fucking quarterback, I've heard that the quarterback that they have is not working hard. And there's about a bunch of reports about him being, you know, not what they expected. What's his name? Allen, that kid. Um, I think so. But uh, so so they're talking about this dude, you know, uh, taking the quarterback position. You know, if they take a quarterback at one, then that Boza kid comes to us at two. Our fucking defense would be insane. In fucking insane. I really want to see us pull that fucking wide receiver. Uh, what's his name? Um, uh, Metcalf. DK Metcalf. This guy's just like a freak of nature. So I'd love for us to wind up with that dude in the draft. I, I don't see it happening if we still take Boza at two, but our defense is going to be bananas if, if if we get Boza at two, because I mean they're they're really locking down a lot of positions to be. I mean our pass rush is going to be fucking crazy, because as soon as you get Boza and you have to start double teaming him, and you got the Forrest Buckner at almost fucking, <laughs> he's like six. Six eight, six nine, some shit like that. He's a giant fucking dude. So if you start setting him free, Solomon Thomas needs to step the fuck up. I mean, we took him way high in the draft. If other guys are getting double teamed on that line and that breaks him free to really start making an impact. I mean, really, I mean, we have a lot of things going there that um should really open up. Defense really didn't play bad last year considering, you know, injuries and this and that. But um yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to uh, next season so much. Obviously, the big, big name that moved was uh, Odell Beckham. As I say many times on this show, no Beckham. Because I feel like that's a, that's a more... Uh, I, I'm not a PC guy. But that's my comedic spin on no homo. Um, you know what else I noticed? I feel like 90% of wide receivers are people who had aspirations to be a dancer in their life. Like their dream was to be a a world famous dancer, but then realized their skill in football would bring them in more money. Because I'm telling you, like the more and more you go through it, it's like these motherfuckers score a touchdown. They go into a full on routine. You know, it used to be just like a little bit here and there, you know, this and that. These motherfuckers have like routines laid out. 
and now they're doing like team celebrations. So you got like a Janet Jackson video going on in the fucking end zone. It's like these receivers are all charged up. Odell is like the fucking main guy, but like you look across the board and there's a lot of them. There, there's a lot of them like on every team. Like you go follow one of your favorite receivers on Instagram and watch this motherfucker doing like dance moves in his backyard and shit. That's like how these motherfuckers are training in the off season. But, um, and then you look at Dancing with the Stars. Even Jerry Rice, my guy, on Dancing with the Stars. Fucking Heinz Ward, Dancing with the Stars. I mean, it, there's, a, there's a lot of motherfuckers that wound up on those goddamn dancing shows. Like, these wide receivers is, is, is on some, uh, want to be a dancer shit. You know? Um, it's wild. But anyway, um, Odell Beckham goes to the Browns. I think that's great for the Browns. Um, the Giants just need a whole new look. I mean, it, the Giants are going to have to move on from Eli. You know, they were, they were hinting at doing that and this and that. But, I mean, maybe he's got a year, two years left. You know, for what he's accomplished, you can't just fucking throw him away. But in the same token, he's not going to be the guy that brings you to a Super Bowl. His, his days of that are done. The Giants need a whole fucking rebuilding process. So, if anything, if you keep him on, you get a young quarterback and you have him learn under Eli, I think he's definitely a guy he could learn from. I mean, don't learn how to breathe from him because he just breathes through his mouth on the sideline and the fucking huddle, all that, you know. The young guy's going to wind up getting bugs in his mouth if he's leaning, uh, he's learning how to breathe from Eli. Uh, so I'd recommend, you know, him learning how to breathe from somebody else on the team. But as far as, uh, you know, quarterback position, Eli has a lot to offer. Um, yeah, man. I mean, uh, we had uh, the possibilities of uh, Landon Brown. He wound up in uh, Oakland. Which I'm glad because, you know, the more time went by, the more I was like, eh, I don't fucking know about this guy. This guy's, uh, you know, uh, next thing you know, he's, he was at, like, public events with a fucking blonde Hulk Hogan mustache and shit. And then there was, like, possibilities of him having some domestic violence shit. And I'm like, oh, this is this is bad news. He's about to act all fucking crazy on his way into San Francisco. Like, I'm not, I, you know what? Somebody else take this motherfucker. And uh, he wound up in Oakland, so that's fine. He'll he'll go there. Um, they're they're like uh, kind of squatting wherever the fuck the the Oakland Raiders are squatters now, uh, sharing a stadium and shit and all of that type of thing. And then uh, I think next year, I think the, you know the season after next, they go to fucking Vegas. So I mean, if he's on some bullshit, Vegas will be the end of his fucking career. <laughs> <laughs> motherfuckers are gonna get fucked up out there if you think uh raiders have, have gotten in legal trouble before you wait till the motherfuckers like reside in vegas it's fucking over for those cats um so yeah i mean you know a bunch of teams have made some moves you know you got uh what um what the fuck uh i just uh Russell had just hit me up about this shit. Uh, they signed uh, Corderell Patterson. Isn't it Corderell? I don't know. Some shit like that. Cordell? Nah, it's not Cordell. It's 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 uh, a little more intense. But he's like he's been like a really good return man. Really fucking speedy receiver. Um, he's kind of hit and miss on production, but he's a good guy to have as long as he's you know you're not trying to make him your number one receiver or anything like that, which I don't think the Bears are. And then I think uh. 
ha ha Clinton dicks, which I mean, dude, how do you name your fucking kid that shit? Like he, <laughs> how many times did he have to tell people in his school, I'm not a fucking joke. <laughs> like <laughs> fucking guy's name is ha ha. You gotta be knocking motherfuckers out when your name is ha ha. I mean, that's that's got to be like a whole fucking childhood of punching people in the face. It's just crazy. Um, so, yeah. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, there's a lot of signings all over the fucking place. Free agents are fucking moving. Um, I think Flacco wound up with the, the Broncos, which, again, that's, that's another great fucking... Uh, guy to teach you like your next up whoever your next up is on that Broncos team I mean that that's a great guy to learn from Joe Flacco so um even the um the Eagles got uh Deshaun Jackson back which is fucking wild and uh Foles ended up with the Jaguars I think the Jaguars are going to be immediately better Blake Bortles was trash man they should have moved on from him the next year instead of gave him a big ass contract just to get rid of him the following year when they're like oh yeah he was the problem like what the fuck you know but uh there's a point that defense fell apart too they weren't nearly as as strong as they were the year before so if you came back with that that defense that was just as fucking strong and then added like a a foals to it then I think they would have been even better but you know they have time to improve now but there's a lot of moves. We'll talk a lot more about football as we get closer. I'm really looking forward to the draft and seeing the type of shit that shakes up in there with us sitting at that number two spot. Yeah, man, we're going to make a move. And I hope it's Boza. Definitely hope it's Boza. Um, I mean, if we wind up with Boza and Metcalf in the draft, I, I'm, I'm all set. I don't, I don't need to hear anything else that we did. That's all. Because that dude's going to make a big impact. That DK Metcalf kid, he's going to be real fucking hard to stop. So, um... Yeah, there's there's that. Um, what else? What else? What else? There's there's a bunch, man. I um, Shaheen hit me up. Big shout out Shaheen. Hot tag podcast. Nuclear heat graphics. The whole deal. Um, he's like my fucking go to guy for the uh, the topics. Guy's a machine. But uh, so let let's let's just run through these. Why do I think CCW won't? run best of the best at mania weekend would because dj hyde is a fucking idiot he's an idiot he is showing defeat he is completely conceding he is bowing out he is waving the white flag when you were one of the big fucking companies on the east coast and in the country really because before there was, you know, your your AAWs and beyond really took off. And, um, you know, a lot of these other companies, there clearly was no GCW or anything like that. Um, well, we're the biggest independent wrestling companies in the United States. I, I mean, I would have to say Ring of Honor. Um Jersey All Pro. I know, like, look, you know, I, I'm talking from the standpoint of an East Coast fan, but in the same token, um, Ring of Honor, Jersey All Pro, CZW, um, IWA Mid South, PWG. I don't know if I'm missing any of them, but like, as far as like big, big name 
independent companies that were making waves and like you know if you were from jersey you would still hear about what iwa was doing and and what pwg was doing and i think people in cali and 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 Mid-South, we're still hearing about what CZW is doing and hearing about what Ring of Honor is doing. So I, I think it makes a lot of sense that, you know, um, like the, these would be probably, I'd say, the five major feds. Um, you know, some had better exposure than others. I don't know that Jersey All-Pro had the best exposure in the world. You know, they were well-known on the East Coast, and they, they solidified a lot of fucking um, what, what wrestling became. Because, you know, half a Ring of Honor came out of fucking Jersey All-Pro when they launched their show and they were doing the Hit Squad versus the Christopher Street Connection. You were talking about what Jersey All-Pro was doing. So, um, and yeah, you know, Goodman was doing his shit and all of that. But, like, no one was holding his shows on a pedestal if they were not in New York you know what I mean? Like, people in Cali weren't talking about Frank Goodman shows. They, maybe you'd grab the, uh, the the best of DVDs, the best of Red or Loki or one of those guys, you know, from RF, and they'd have a bunch of Goodman matches on there. But no one was holding that shit in high regard from anywhere three states over. So, that's just my opinion. But again, back to my point was, these were the big feds. DJ bought into being part of that. DJ bought into the business and being part of one of the biggest feds in the country as far as independent wrestling went. And what did he do? He fucking, I'm going to take it in a new direction. I'm going to make progress. I'm going to make, I'm going to make it something it's never been before. I, I have a vision for this and this and that. He abandoned what the fuck they loved. He abandoned what CZW was. That edge was gone. That unapologetic, just ruthless fucking attitude went away. He held on to it for a little while. He continued to run it as it was. And it had its ups and downs, but it always has. You can criticize month to month, but when they bounce back, you know, a month after having a bad show and they were back on their feet doing what CZW was known for, it was fine. It was all right. But the further he got away, the more he wanted to be his own creation. And the fact of the matter is, is DJ Hyde can never create something from the ground up and have anyone support it. Because he's a joke. He's always been a joke. No one's ever taken him seriously. He came into the company one of the bigger in stature guys, and no one took him serious as a beast. No one. He was spiking Danny Havoc on his fucking head every fucking month for a while. And the only thing that we got out of that was Danny Havoc was a bad motherfucker to never quit. That motherfucker could take the craziest bumps ever. Not holy shit, I can't wait to see DJ kill someone. No one gave a fuck about that. No one. So, you know, when you when you go years down the road, when, when you go last year, the year before, whatever the fuck it was, and Best of the Best was taken away from their home fed, their home crowd, and they were shipped down to Florida. I thought it was Florida when they did that. Um, and uh, maybe they had it in New Orleans last time. I don't know. But anyway, they took that, and they put it out there, and it drew fucking nothing. Nothing. I think they were up against NXT. Good fucking move. Um, and yeah, yeah, it's convenient. 
You know, look, sharks in the fucking water. I mean, all the fucking companies are competing fiercely. But you're bringing people who are flying in, fans that are flying in from other countries, wrestlers that are flying in from other countries. The talent is fucking alive out there. All the flights are fucking mostly paid for. So it's just a matter of drawing these guys over to your company, to to work your company and, and stack your fucking card three letters of your company on motherfuckers calendar on, on their to-do list on, on what their schedule is. And being one of the five for a long time, again, you know, things have changed. Companies have evolved. No, uh, no pun intended, but evolve is even bigger than CZW and, and so many other companies, GCW far bigger than CZW right now. Based on them, they're not based off a of reputation because CZW has 20 fucking years under their belt. But GCW's packing buildings without even announcing a card. CZW can announce every fucking match on the card and, and, and give you fucking spoilers for the fucking show. And I mean, it's crazy. Like, they could have the fucking locker room sit in the crowd with the fans. And have them get up and go do their match in the fucking ring. And come back and sit with the fans after the match. And they still wouldn't fucking draw. CZW is, has become a joke. A complete joke. And DJ Hyde has been so arrogant in his um, insisting that he knows better. They're doing better. They're doing better. They're doing better. And then you look around and the crowd's gone. The wrestlers are gone. People at best are passing through there. It's something to fill the calendar, but it's not a destination anymore. Best of the best. It's not the best anymore. Not even close. I mean, you put Pat Buck in best of the best. Come on, man. That's that's not to use these fucking millennials bullshit phrase. It's 2019, man. I mean, it's fucking crazy. I mean, the type of shit they're doing is fucking ridiculous. Jordan Oliver is your fucking wired champion. Fucking kid weighs like 92 pounds. He's kicking his friends in the fucking face in in the cage of death match. Busted that kid's fucking nose open. Just just fucking blatantly kicked him in the fucking face in the corner. Like wasn't even like a motion move where he had to fucking duck under and then he hit him a little too high. The kid is sitting in the corner. And he just kicked him in his fucking face, in the bridge of his fucking nose. The guy sucks. I don't want to hear about how good he is. And, oh, no, he's really good. I saw a match. Get the fuck out of here. Fuck that kid. It, it's ridiculous. It's become fucking ridiculous. And this is, this is half the reason why I stopped fucking uh, watching wrestling on any kind of regular basis. Um... It's just, it's become a fucking joke, and they, they just gaslight you. They just go like, no, 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 they're really good. You don't know. Like, I watched the match. It sucked. Well, I don't know. Like, maybe maybe we saw something different, but, like, I thought it was really good. I'm like, oh, fuck you then. You know, I just, uh, I've had enough of it. And why, why the fuck is, again, why is DJ not running against all these other companies? Because he knows he's not good enough. He knows CZW can't fucking hang anymore. It it is the ultimate white flag that he is raising to not be that. Yeah, okay, he's gonna do a little angle with House of Glory. Okay, great. 
is that going to draw motherfuckers back on a plane the following week to come the fuck over and pack your fucking house in, in Voorhees, New Jersey for your fucking best of the best? Absolutely not. GCW's out there finding interesting and fucking exciting venues like that Voltage fucking lounge, which might only hold 150 people, but it's exciting and new and motherfuckers are excited to be there. Even the wrestlers are excited to be there taking fucking pictures backstage like, look at this, I'm going to fucking, yeah, look at this club I'm at and fucking run a wrestling show here. And then the fucking showboat. That's a, that's an amazing fucking venue. What's CZW doing? Oh, yeah, we got this little fucking gym, and, uh, you know, they told the cookie guy he can't bring cookies because it can get into turf, and, you know, that could uh, cause a vacuum hazard and clog the vacuum. Not that I give a fuck about the cookie guy. He can go fuck himself, too. But, you know, it's it's these type of fucking cuckold assholes that keep fucking DJ even running a company because they don't get what the fuck they want. They don't get anything they want. They get, like, little bits and fucking pieces. Like, they break off a corner of their fucking sandwich and throw it in the crowd. And, like, a handful of assholes jump on the floor for that shit. But meanwhile, they're giving sandwiches away up the road. So that that's where your fucking crowd went. Up the road, where fucking food is a plenty and everyone's fucking enjoying their meal. No one has to scrounge for scraps and hope for the best and, like... Will we eat good this month, DJ? Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, there's a lot of things you don't understand about the business, you know. Uh, maybe a lot of fun. Then you think, oh, wow, look at them. They just booked some shit. They, they, weren't we asking for that for years? Yeah, GCW just brought it. <laughs> you know? It, it's just crazy. And GCW is making it look easy right now. You know? It, it's that that's That's a fucking fact. The fact that CZW is doing zero on WrestleMania weekend. They're advertising to do zero on WrestleMania weekend. The only thing that's advertised is they're doing some kind of joint thing with fucking WrestlePro. The fuck out of here. And again, DJ on a poster. Stop putting yourself on a poster. No one ever shows up because you're there. No one. No one needs your face on a poster because it's not a draw. You should only put motherfuckers on a poster that might get someone in the building by seeing it. And you've never, ever, not a day in your life been that. Like, I think if they released a poster to your family that you were going to be at the Thanksgiving fucking celebration, you get a couple fucking late no-shows from the family. That, that's what I think. I, I think there'd be a couple people that didn't show up to Thanksgiving because they saw the flyer that DJ would be at the table. I mean, be realistic about this shit. The, the, there's just, uh, the, there's no draw there anymore. And they're pushing hard as fuck with, with this House of Glory angle. And they're doing all of the things that made sense within what GCW did. GCW were like calling them cop or, or House of Glory are like calling them calling DJ a rat and a cop caller now like yeah they called the cops on us after that riot like why are you mimicking the things that GCW said for all this time GCW has been smacking you in your fucking face like then after your biggest fucking show after the main event walked into your fucking ring said the whole show was trash 
walk the fuck out. Like, that's 100% trespassing. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. So if DJ is a legitimate cop caller, then those motherfuckers would have got arrested that night. Because I, I don't care what anybody says from either side. If if that was actually, if there was any prosecution legitimately done on that shit, that there, there had to have been action. There had to have been a, a charge on that. You can't just walk into a motherfucker's wrestling show. So some kind of lines were crossed and this and that and permission was given somewhere to the, to the extent of you just got fucking bitched on your, your biggest fucking show. You do nothing off that. You, you act like it didn't happen. You don't acknowledge it to the fans that watched it happen. People sat in your fucking crowd with your fucking t-shirts on, watched their fucking favorite guys walk in the ring. You could not offer that guy to that crowd. They're like, yeah, fucking Gage is back. Fuck yeah, Gage. All right, Gage. And then, no, no, that wasn't part of our show. We just, we just let other people just smack us in the face. Just like just like a couple years ago when DJ wanted to play cool. DJ, yeah, man, I'm, I'm, I'm great friends with Gabe. I'm all, yeah. Gabe's in my locker room handing out flyers and and inviting my wrestlers to his show. Why why do you think that's a good thing? When promoters are in your locker room stealing your talent. Like and, and you're telling people on podcasts like, yeah, like he fucking he walked right in my locker room and booked my champion for a dark match on his show. <laughs> like that is not a good look, bro. <laughs> like DJ is so naive and fucking ignorant to the wrestling business. Just because you buy your way in and you own three letters that used to mean something, doesn't mean you know a goddamn thing. And that is being 100% proven month in and month out. And when you go into WrestleMania where people are flying from all over the country, all over the world, fans are flocking in with a fucking debit card out of their fucking wallet, ready to swipe it anywhere they go, ready to spend fucking money, and you're not even open for business. Your big tournament is happening the next week when motherfuckers are out of money and everyone flew home. You're a jerk-off. You're an absolute jerk-off. And I can't wait till CZW's dead. And when I said that years ago, I had Janela on my fucking page. That's not cool to say, man. Like, workers, they need to work there and they need paydays too. Yeah, they'll find it elsewhere. It's never been about the fucking workers. It's never been against the fucking workers. Because when it's not convenient for them anymore, they're leaving on their own fucking accord. So it's not like, well, where will they go? <laughs> Looks like they're finding places, aren't they? When half the fucking card is students now, guess all those other workers found somewhere to go, didn't they? You know? It, it's... um. It's self-explanatory what's going on now. Um, Dick Justice is entering a strongman competition. I don't give a fuck what Dick Justice does ever in life. I don't. I don't give a fuck. Um, let me see. Um, who will they have as Joey's opponent for his return? It's supposed to be a mystery. Um. Rumored, um, 
rumored opponents are let me see where the fuck is it um or this, these, I don't even know if these are fully rumored or just things that uh, Shaheen is is throwing around as as his guesses. Could be Pentagon, Great Muda, uh, Tanaka, Laparka, or Jushin Liger. Uh, they're all in town and available during that time slot, and that's fucking awesome. Um, I would say Muda is out. This is just me. I don't. I don't. I don't know a fucking thing. Um, Muda has not really worked one-on-one matches. If you look back, even back to like his ROH matches and shit, um, those were tag matches. I, I saw a Muda, Muda and Arashi versus, I think it was, um, Moff and, um, uh, Daniels, Christopher Daniels. I, I'm pretty sure that was the match. And then, um, who did he wrestle the next time he came in? Uh, I forget, but I swear that was a tag match too, but I feel like Muda's, you know, in limited capacity, which I mean, how could you blame him after all these years? His knees have been shot for a long time. Um, so I'd be really, really surprised if they got him for a one-on-one and even, even in the, um, the house of glory match, which is like the big advertised match. That's like his big advertised performance. That's, that's going to be over here that's like a tag or a six man or some shit like that too. So again, like for it to be one-on-one with Joey Janela would be incredibly surprising. And I mean, even if that was happening, I would fucking announce that I wouldn't, I wouldn't hold that as a, as a surprise. Um, Liger would be an excellent, excellent fucking situation. Um, I guess he announced his retirement. Um, this, that dude is fucking lightning fast. Like, I, I mean, that dude, uh, I think when he dies, his fucking casket's going to get down the fucking aisle into the fucking hole quicker than anybody else's. That's how fast that fucking guy is. Um, of course, I'm joking. He would have to have fast pallbearers. Um, but he probably will. Who who the fuck? He probably hangs out with only fast people. Um, yeah, so I, Liger would be great. Um, let me see. uh uh, Tanaka would be great. Um, I mean, he just about blew um, Tanaka and PCO after that match when he was like crying and yeah, I, I was calling him the sad boy. So that that would be perfect too because like he, I mean, he was really like he was really choked up over being in the ring with those guys. So uh, Tanaka would be perfect because he'd be in love with that. Um. um the parka, I guess, you know, I mean, that's, that's doable. I mean, he's, he's working for the company already up against, uh, who the fuck is he working? I forget. Uh, Oh, Tanaka. Um, so yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't have any other random guesses out of my mind, but, um, yeah, I mean, any, any one of those things, uh, could happen. Um, Uh, Joey Ryan gets his dick puked on. Uh, this is, you know, this is the new shock and awe thing where, uh, I think, uh, didn't Priscilla Kelly do that shit or something? I don't know. It's just, 
this is this is part of the shit that you know turned me off of wrestling, like the the crazy gay spots and just the over over the top, just just doing everything they can to not be wrestling, to do the most non wrestling shit and be super super proud of it, and it's just it's just trash to me, you know. And I said this before, and I'll say this again. Um, when people say that's killing the business, I think they're leaving out two words and those two words are for me because then it's relevant. Um, Joey Ryan is selling crazy amount of merch, you know, uh, dong style, you know, like the strong style, you know, all that shit. Um, I mean, he is fucking, he's got a following with this shit. He's got, he's getting tremendously over so if you say something like this is killing the business just add the words for me because then it makes complete sense because anything can kill any product for you um made this analogy years ago if if you walked into a store and they were blasting the shittiest music possible and you loved everything in the store you liked a lot of things in the store. You kept going there because they always had the product you wanted. But every time you go in, it was like really shitty music at a volume you couldn't even fucking like tolerate. You couldn't hear yourself think when you walked into that store. You go, man, I like a lot of things here, but I just can't fucking, I can't tolerate going into the store because the fucking, the, the music is deafening. It sucks. It's like the worst fucking thing. They can't even have the decency to turn this shit down to a level where I could tolerate it. They fucking force it at you. That's what a lot of this shit has become. It's just become like, deal with it. Fucking deal with this guy kissing a guy or you're a homophobe. Like, go fuck yourself. You know what I mean? Like, you can all just like fuck each other in the ass in a big fucking conga line and, you know, pat each other on the back, high five each other and be like, we're the most 2019 wrestlers ever. None of us are against gay people because we're gay too. Like what? I mean, whatever works for you guys, like whatever makes you guys feel good at the end of the day. I like fucking combat. I like fucking hard hitting fucking bad fucking shit. Like I liked when these motherfuckers went in there and it looked like they were fighting. Shout out to Jeremy Nickerson over there. Uh, I got your five stars. He's had uh Tony Deppin on and Tony Deppin was saying similar, similar to this type of things. They were both agreeing that, that Chris Dickinson, when he goes out there, it looks like he's fucking fighting someone. And I love that shit. That's, that's the type of wrestling I like. And Deppin even said that, like, he, he's not, he won't shake anyone's hand after the fucking match. If I want to respect them or I want to, you know, thank them for the match, I'll do that shit in the back. Thank you. That's what the fuck I want to hear. Because I'm tired of the fucking embraces in the ring. I'm tired of the fucking hugs and fucking speeches and all this other bullshit. I, I had pointed out when I had a, my whole uh, rant and everything about uh Danny DeMano in uh GCW when they they started doing it and he didn't figure out that he's not worth any money as a wrestler and it was him versus Drew Blood and first you know he did a silly ass spot where he's holding light tubes and he's like ultra violence yes or no and it's like if you don't get the fuck out of here bro this is not this is not your league man this is not can you do it apparently so but uh boy you don't fit into this mold at all 
Yeah, ultra violence, yes or no. Like, are you out of your fucking So um this this match, unbeknownst to anybody, they had a grudge. And by the end of the fucking match, you knew they were like dating, pretty much. Because he, they announce it as a grudge match. They get into some fucking uh, you know, death match spots. And like again, like there was no like lead up to them this being a grudge match. Maybe they wrestled a bunch of times and they just decided to call this a grudge match or whatever the case was. But like, they go in, they do a bunch of crazy spots, ultra violence, yes or no. And then after the match, Danny Damano grabs the mic and says, "I love you, man. I just, I can't, I can't tell you enough how much I appreciate you and how much you do." And the, and I'm like, whoa, whoa, didn't this match start off with a this is a grudge match? So you're shitting on your own point. Like you announced this as a grudge match. Never mind how I feel about Danny Damano as a wrestler. You want people to buy into this being a grudge match. You guys are going to kill each other. You're going to kill each other. And then immediately after the match, gush. I, it doesn't belong. It does not fucking belong. Like, like they, they teach you this shit way back in Sesame Street. One of these things is not like the other. One of these things does not belong. That's that's what doesn't belong is the fucking love fest after violence. It doesn't it does not belong. I think Grover tells you that shit back in the day. And now here we are not knowing what kind of shit is this. He taught you near and far too. you fucking up on that. God damn it. Um, so, yeah, um, that that's what I like. You know, and that, that's when it becomes a whole fucking thing, and everybody, you know, these fucking millennial cunts, like, oh, if you don't like it, you must be, a, you must be a fucking bigot. And they say, oh, okay, yeah, then, uh, okay, then that's what I, I'll just be that then. You know, I'll let people who know me know me, and I'll let you guys run around and go, he's a fucking bigot. Like, okay, good, thanks, I appreciate that, and uh, I'll use you for a reference if I ever need a new job. Um. So yeah, uh let me see. Uh Beyond Wrestling bring in Eric Ryan versus RSP in a death match. I mean good. I mean I, I don't think Beyond is uh is beyond doing things like that. Uh they had Janella and um David Starr doing barbed wire spots and shit like this. So you know, I, they have fans bring the weapons. And, uh, you know, the thing where they did like a barbed wire manure after, uh, David Starr is so sensitive to all, um, all things Jewish and, um, calling everyone out for being an anti-Semite, but then using, you know, something very religious as a prop in a match, you know, that match. Um, so I mean, like these motherfuckers are hypocrites across the fucking board, you know, it's, just half the shit that again it it's so insulting insulting to your intelligence once you become like an adult like a full on adult and you have some level of maturity either you just laugh at all of this shit this all just becomes extremely amusing or you walk the fuck away cuz you're tired of people talking to you like you're you're fucking handicapped so um Necro Butcher returning at spring break. Do you think he'll start doing shows again? Again, um, uh, allegedly he has Hep C. Allegedly. 
So I don't think he's going to be doing a whole lot of anything. He's going to show up looking like a pedophile. I have never heard that he is a pedophile. He just looks like central casting for one. Like he is, he is, he is morphed into something that looks like he fucking touches kids. Although that's never been a thing he's been accused of or, um, you know, have anything like that. Um, I mean, he's, it's been pretty well documented that he punches women in the face, but, um, or at least the one, um, but yeah, um, I don't know. He's going to probably do some spot in that fucking, uh, what do they call that? Clusterfuck thing. Um, what we do at spring break, he'll punch someone in the clusterfuck. Um, thoughts on GCW not announcing, uh, much as far as matches and listening and doing more surprises. That's the thing. They're selling out fucking shows. So at that point, like, you don't have to. You only have to announce to sell your card. If your card's already selling, then man, that's a fucking amazing experience for the fans live to just not know anything and just get it all thrown at them. That's fucking awesome. Only announce what you need to and then just blow these fans' minds because they they have the ability to do that. They keep knocking it out of the fucking park. So if they could sell shows without even saying anything and leaving everything for a surprise, that's an amazing event for a fan. Surprises are always great for fans. You know, if you, and that's, that's another thing that CZW's lacked over the past couple of years. Cage of Death, there was no surprises. Cage of Death 20. Nothing came out of nowhere. You were like, oh shit, it's such and such. Like no such and such showed up there. And uh, that's that's why you have so little fans. But, um, you know. Uh, Nova Pro cancels their week uh, WrestleMania weekend shows that was hosted at the GCW building. And now GCW is taking their spot and doing a fourth GCW show. <laughs> I mean, it's just GCW just can't fucking lose. I don't even know that uh, I, if you told me is Nova pro a fucking wrestling company, I, I would not know the answer to that question. I, I have no idea that they exist. So I guess they did. And now maybe they don't. Um, GCW is just going to sell out another fucking show. Like it's, they just don't seem to be uh, losing very often these days. And then I go for them. Um, they got two spring breaks and a blood sport. Maybe this is a death match show. Shaheen, uh, puts out there who fucking knows uh thoughts on mitch winning the hardcore kingdom tournament h2o um they fucking h2o borders on a company that's going to do something sometimes they look like man they're going to do some innovative shit they're going to really uh turn a corner they're going to make some waves but then more times than not, they just look like a, a deathmatch shindy show. That That's that's kind of how I view H2O at this point. Like, like a shindy version of GCW. Where they'll bring in some of the names you know and do a few things. But more so a bunch of guys that really aren't, aren't so ready. And, uh don't seem to really care as much like this Mitch guy. I mean, he's just in terrible fucking shape. Another guy student comes out of the fucking, out of the dojo, the CZW dojo built like fucking absolute shit. There is no, absolutely no standard. 
or requirements to get in the fucking gym when you become when you're training to be a wrestler. Everyone could just show up like fucking they took their shirts off at the fucking barbecue. Like if you had a whole big family fucking get together and everyone just fucking took their shirts off mid barbecue and started smashing shit on each other. That that's what half of these fucking shows look like. You know, um I saw one clip um and they they were doing some kind of dart spot with uh nerf guns with needles in them and shit. And they, you know, the guys holding them at gunpoint and making them like fucking yeah, like get down and and they shoots him with the fucking gun, and then the other guy does a dive, catches his fucking legs on the ropes, and almost falls on his face on the dive. And then uh, Jeff Cannonball's walking around, morbidly. I don't know what vegetables make you that big. I, I have no idea how to get to that size. I, I have a hard time putting 10 fucking pounds on, it just like killing fucking protein. This guy doesn't eat fucking meat, and he, and he's he's like his heart is gonna fucking fail. You know, I I like Jeff as a dude. I I think he's a great guy. I think he's funny. I think he he's got a great personality. But he's gonna fucking die. I mean, he, he's morbidly obese, and then for whatever reason, he shaved the top of his head, so like he he's got like a clown haircut. He said it's shaved now. He he, he got rid of it after that show. But I even hit him with a message on the thing, and I said, are you trying to out Insane Lane, Insane Lane right now, bro? Like, Jesus Christ, between the weight and the hair, that's what it reminded me of. And it's like, you know, it's funny, when I first started going, um, I went to a couple of on-point shows, and the first time I saw him was at an on-point show. And I said, Jesus Christ, this guy looks exactly like King Kong Bundy. Exactly, like, he, he looked exactly like him. And then uh, I was like, I don't even know why he doesn't have that gimmick. Why doesn't he just not work like a mini Bundy, like a deathmatch Bundy gimmick? And just do all the shit Bundy did in a deathmatch realm. You know what I mean? I'm like, oh, this, this would be, it would be gold. You know, I'd do the whole five count, the whole shit. And, uh, and then like, it was like a couple months, maybe six months later, something like that. All of a sudden I saw him slim down and he started to slim down and I'm like, Oh, that gimmick wouldn't even work anymore. Cause he looks like he's heading in a great direction. And it's like, you fast forward to now and it's like, he's bigger than he was when I first saw him. What the fuck is going on? So I, I, I don't know, but I don't, I don't look at, at H2O as, as an uprising company that's going to blow the doors off of anything anymore. I really don't. I don't uh I I don't have high hopes for for H2O anymore. And that's the thing is, you know, uh, on point had its had its upsides. Had had the, you know, some of the stuff Janella was doing there, Deppin um they were doing some things there when they brought in uh Summers versus Gage. Fucking crazy shit the first one. I think I don't know what the fuck they did with the second one. Um, they were doing some fucking things there. They were absolutely doing some things there. But then, like, a lot of times you would see just like shades of just shindy, just fucking crazy shindy nonsense. And you know, you you would hit up Loudy like, hey man, like you gonna bring that guy back? Oh, I don't know if we could afford it, this and that. So they'd give you a taste of something you wanted to see, and then eh, I don't know if we could afford it. 
there was a lot of brother price shit going on or guys were just doing shows for a fucking favor. You know, they were, they were hooking Matt up for whatever price that they normally weren't working for, but you weren't going to get them for that every month. So the fans were getting lured in on, on like a, you know, false hope. Because you'd be like, oh, yeah, they they brought in fucking Dickinson. They couldn't afford Dickinson on a regular basis. So, you know, you were getting that type of shit. And I feel like that's that's some of the stuff that's going on in H2O. Because I think Tremont was the one getting the brother prices over at On Point. Which, again, this is all just from my outside standpoint. I don't know a fucking thing. Um, but you could look at the cards and it could do pretty easy math. And, uh, you know, some of, some of the shit looks great. And then some of this shit, not so much. Um, so, uh, H, or, there was that whole thing. I don't give a fuck about that guy. Um, Jersey All Pro officially wraps up. I guess this happened during my hiatus, and I didn't really talk about it. Well, here's the thing. Um, and maybe at some point I'll get Pierre on the show to talk about this stuff, but when Fat Frank passed, you know, there were some hopes within the Jersey All-Pro realms that they can continue what Frank loved. They could continue his vision and do things, you know, for Frank because Frank wouldn't want this company to die. Frank, I mean, Frank lived uh, right up the road from me. And, you know, I became very friendly with Frank and he was the first one to allow me to shoot ringside. And it was almost completely unsolicited because I'd never been, you know, an aspiring ringside photographer i'd take some pictures from the crowd and stuff like that but it it was never like a goal of mine i landed in a couple of these things that were never really a goal of mine including podcasts like i fucking never had any thoughts to be a radio guy or or hopes to be on anything talking wise so i just kind of landed on some of this stuff and then uh you know the again the jersey all pro thing they he allowed me to do ringside photography and I never like branched out from that and was like DJ, like that was such a long time CZW guy that if anything, like you would think that would be where I would be shooting, but I never really, you know, asked for it and I never, uh, you know, reached out like that. It wasn't something that I was looking to do. Um, but I enjoyed shooting there. I got some amazing opportunities shooting ringside for fucking Ray Mysterio, like uh, shit like that. Like unbelievable. Um, so, uh, you know, it just, it was, it was a great honor, but back to Frank, uh, Frank had such a passion for what he was doing after all those years and right up to the last year he was with us, I would see him in Walmart and he would fucking light up because he just had someone to fucking talk to. Now he just, I just got off the phone with such and such. You won't believe, like, dude, we're going to do this. Don't say anything, but, yeah, we're going to do this. We're going to bring this in. He couldn't have been more fucking excited. Like, he he acted as if he just got into this shit. And this guy was such such a seasoned veteran at this. And he could not be more excited about the things that were going on. Frank was the life of that company. He was the heart of that company. He was the enthusiasm, the the spark. He was what fueled that company that company was a great vehicle but there was no fuel without frank there was nothing to run that fucking machine without frank sure you could borrow some gas from up the road and you can get it a little bit you can get it to go a little bit but frank was the motherfucking power he was the fucking 
the continuous fuel source to that company. It has its, its, you know, its money end. It has its this, it has its that. But Frank was the fucking fuel. He was the fucking energy in that company. So when Frank was gone, they tried to keep it going. They tried to do a couple shows. They tried to do some things in tribute. And they did some, some things very well. But it became more people getting their hands on things and trying to turn things in their own direction. One of those people being Steve Monstamac. And uh, Steve, Steve wanted to re, reinvent the wheel. And you'll see some of those bullshit shows. They ran a little worldwide shit. And it was, they were running fucking shindy shows claiming to be building talent. He went on interviews talking about phasing out the mainstays, the, the hit squads, the homicides, the this, the that. Which some of that underlying shit was that the fact that Dan Moff wanted nothing to do with the hit squad anymore. Very rarely do you see the hit squad together anymore. You'll see Dan Moff tag, tagging with this guy and Dan Moff tagging with that guy. Very rarely do you see him side by side with fucking Monster Mac anymore. That, that shit kind of fell apart. Um, take that for what it is. I mean, you know, I, Monster Mac said some of that shit himself on, on the interviews that like, yeah, he, they don't really see eye to eye on everything anymore. And, you know, there's some ways that he wishes things would have went and this and that, but you know, um, so it just, it just started to take another shape and there was guys that Frank would have never, ever fucking wanted on the show. You know, I'm close with Pierre. So Pierre told me a lot of behind the scenes shit. Again, I, I would let him say that shit before I just go airing out a bunch of, you know, details of that type of thing. But there were guys that Frank absolutely hated that were put on the fucking show after he passed. You know, it, it just it became something it wasn't. And the fuel that 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 pumped into Jersey All Pro was gone. So now it just became like a pet project for people who, who were never allowed that amount of leverage, that amount of leeway. They might have had, you know, your Monster Max had so much to do with Jersey All Pro's identity based on what the hit squad was. And based on, you know, what Frank's vision was, including Monster Mac, to take nothing away from what he did to help build through his performances, it had nothing to do with his actual vision as a, as a booker, as a, you know, as a creator within the company. He might have had input in this and input in that, but when it came down to it, it was, it was the mind of Fat Frank that made Jersey All Pro what it was, and without Frank, it could never be. So it became things where even even the, the tops of Jersey All Pro weren't on the same page. There wasn't there wasn't the same direction. There wasn't the same focus as there was before. And it was just it became too many chefs in the kitchen. The inmates running the asylum. Everything just became fucking out of hand. So Jersey All Pro needed to die. It had to because what once had the um, the intention to be tribute to Frank became a mockery as far as I'm concerned. So that's just my, my opinion on things. And, um, you know, some things are better off dead. And, uh, that definitely speaks for CZW. Definitely. Um, because of what it's become. And Jersey all pro it's, it's memory to me. will always be what Frank created, what Frank made, Anything that comes after that, you know, hey, man, you know, they, they did great fucking tribute 
to follow up when Frank passed. But you watch it slowly drift away from shore with no captain. That's just going to sink. And that, that's exactly what you got out of Jersey Pro. So it's it's a shame. But, you know, um, you know, the biggest tragedy of all that was Fat Frank passing. His family losing him. Yeah, they they suffered a way bigger loss than than we did as wrestling fans. So that's I mean that's that's just a shame. Um, but uh, why can they do panes of glass in Philly but not tubes? Um, I would have to guess again. I don't know what the fuck do I know? But uh, light tubes are way more unpredictable. Uh, you also have the element of uh, the the gases in the tubes being the big you know. Uh, fear but light tubes are way more unpredictable the way that they break you know um those uh those pains could leave some like pretty long fucking cuts but you've seen light tubes just about impale people fucking melon ball fucking uh necro's fucking arm uh dustin right and now dustin what the fuck was his last name i jerk off from the uh naptown thing uh Dustin fucking, I can't believe I can't remember this fucking guy's name. Diehard Dustin Lee. Yeah, there he is. Uh, he, like melon ball the fucking chunk out of his fucking back. You know, before he started uh, his tirade about how, uh, you know, <laughs> all the weapons should be sterilized before a death match. And uh, fucking uh, all the Naptown Dragons should get paid the same. And it's like, <laughs> Drago's on a higher level than everybody else in the group. Why the fuck would everybody get his pay? Like that's that's so stupid. But uh I mean when you I guess when you're not the highest paid guy, it's easy to say you should be. But be realistic, especially if that's one of your friends. Um Mance Warner versus Nick Gage announced today IW at Mania Weekend, G C W venue, White Eagle Hall. I mean good. And you know, they're they're building it. That's the thing, that's the funny shit. Is like CZW cannot do cross promotion. They have no ability to fucking get shit together to even do any cross promotion. But Gage, like right off the bat, is on fucking Twitter being like, "Yeah, fuck this guy and the place he represents. That fucking shithole. Fuck those pussies. I'm gonna fuck this guy up." And look, Mance Warner wasn't born in CZW. I mean, he's he's a fucking legit worker, and the two of them are gonna go in there and tear it up. But CCW is going to get no fucking credit or promotion for it because it's it's such a joke. It's such a side note. You know, it's like, oh, and he, he works over there, too. All right, he's got his belt over there. Like, if he brings that fucking belt in that building with fucking Gage, Gage is going to try to, like, shit on top of the belt. You know, like, blow his fucking nose on it, do something. Who knows? Maybe uh, Priscilla Kelly will fucking throw up over the top of fucking Joey Ryan's dick onto the CZW belt. I mean, who knows what the fuck extra shit they'll do with it, but it's, it's not, it's not going to be treated with any kind of respect. They're like, Oh, in the CZW world champion, like eh, there, it's a side note at this point. Um, thoughts on T- TNA switching it up their gimmick and trying to be edgy. They're doing Sabu and RVD versus Pentagon and Phoenix mania weekend and havoc, uh, Jimmy havoc death match. Yeah, I mean, I heard about the RVD Sabu thing. Uh, I don't know what level Sabu's at anymore. I've been really, really continuously surprised to see such a little amount of RVD's name. Because I always thought RVD definitely still had it. 
and I, I would love to see some RVD dream matches. I thought he wrestled Dickinson somewhere, but I don't remember if it ever happened or if it was supposed to and then didn't. I would love to see RVD versus Dickinson in like somewhere that's very, very spotlighted. Um, there's a lot of fucking guys I'd like to see. RVD low-key would be a fucking huge match for me. Um, those are two of my favorite all-time guys. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, TNA keeps trying a bunch of things. I don't even know how to get their their product on my television. I don't know if that's a thing I can do. I, I don't know. TNA has gone that far off the map. Ring of Honor is another one that has done that. Like, they're supposed to be one of the biggest companies and shit, but, like, I don't hear anything about them. I never see, like, promotion on Facebook. I don't see, like, yeah, this this show's coming up or final battle's happening. I have to look. Like, I know it's in December, and, like, this, this past year I had to, like, Google, like, is, like, where is final, when the fuck is final battle? Like, what are they booking? Like, what the fuck is going on? I shouldn't have to search for shit like that. Like, it should just be like, oh, wow, it must be ROH's weekend because you never stop hearing about it. Like, they're just like a very dark company, like a very under the radar. I guess they make their money. I guess they have their crowds, but they're really not outward about pushing their shit anymore. Like it's, it's fucking really weird. Um, ROH for a while was unavoidable. It was, I mean, it was ROH. It was CCW. That was like the big fucking pushes over here. You'd hear about best of the best, like a motherfucker. You'd hear about final battle you'd hear about you know all sorts of different things that that ring of honor was doing but fucking crazy i don't know uh wwe uh i guess they're running a couple angles uh based on wrestling being fake whatever the case is um the the part of this i want to touch on is ronda rousey i see a lot of backlash a lot of people bashing her on uh Edwin's page, Edwin's back, uh, formerly um, Buffy of the Christopher Street Connection. He always has a very entertaining Facebook page. Uh, he comes on, he just goes like out of his way to just like offend people. So it's a lot of fun to watch. Um, and then uh, at some point or another, he gets like bored of it and like goes out of his way to get banned, whether he posts like chicks naked pictures on the fucking Facebook whatever he has to do to get banned. Like he purposely tries to get banned and then you just won't see him on Facebook for a year or something. So he's back and he had posted some kind of shit like fuck Ronda Rousey. Da, da, da. And again, like I'm not, I don't really take the bait on anything that he's saying or anything like that. Cause you know, he's just doing what he does and he could have a strong opinion on these things. Not to say that like he doesn't even have these opinions, but you know, he does what he does and it's to be expected. But then, like, you know, the people start chiming in on his fucking comments and, like, oh, she can't cut a promo. Oh, she sucks at wrestling and it's this and that. And, and I read a couple of them and I said, all right, I, I, I just got to chime in because I, I can't let an entire thread be like, oh, yeah, she fucking blows this and that. So, like, my comment was just like, first off, she's got a huge fucking buzz going. I don't watch this shit anymore. And I'll tell you 100% honestly, I w I am going to watch WrestleMania and it's because of Ronda Rousey. They're putting her on the main event, which is something that, you know, CM Punk fucking just about left the cooking company because they wouldn't give a main event on WrestleMania. Now Ronda Rousey and two other women are headlining WrestleMania, which is unfucking heard of. Um, so here's my thing with her. 
I, I heard on uh, the THD podcast uh, they had they were talking about this promo she did on Monday Night Raw, which I ended up going back and watching again. Especially even after I commented and I, and I read all these things on uh, Edwin's uh, post over there, I, uh, I I I said, man, I got to go watch this shit again just to make sure I don't I'm not like hearing things wrong or maybe my opinion is uh, skewed or you know maybe I just wasn't paying attention. I thought it was better than it was, and I went back and I watched the segment. Again, she came out there, she fucking buried her opponents, said, yeah, you, you know, you motherfuckers are a joke, you know, in a roundabout way. I mean, she didn't say motherfuckers, but it's getting to that point now where, like, she's going on interviews going, like, I'm going to beat the shit out of that chick. <laughs> like, that's, that's what they're allowing now, which I think is really cool, too, because it, it, it gives some sense of realism, you know, um, when everything's censored and everything's dulled down and I think the PG era has been gone for a long time, but people keep saying it's PG, but you know, the rock would come back and I'm going to kick your ass. I'm going to, you know, uh, calling people a pussy. You know I mean? Like it's, it's loosened up a lot since Linda McMahon was out of office out of you know whatever office she was in. Um, not a political guy. So it's definitely not my, my, uh, my area to know her title or whatever the fuck she was up to. But anyway, um, yeah, it, it, it loosened up gradually since then. And even like the hard hitting shit, like they weren't letting motherfuckers like hit each other the way that they started to. And they started opening the doors to the indie guys. They started letting a lot of the, more of the strong style, the hard hitting stuff in and, and all of that. Um, but now, um, what, what Rhonda came out and she just buried both of them you know, said that, you know, they're both trash. They, uh, neither one of them could hang with her legitimately and that the WWE is fake anyway. And all you fans are, are, you know, um, clowns for even believing in this shit. <laughs> like you're really like top notch heel shit, man. Like where she really like, and, and you know, you could see in that fucking thread too, where all these people are talking shit. And this one chick's like, even the way she walks to the ring just makes me furious. Well, she's doing a hell of a job then, because if you're mad at her walking, <laughs> she's fucking winning. <laughs> That's funny to me. But even the way she walks fucking boils my blood. <laughs> she's a heel. <laughs> she's got to love that shit. You know, imagine any heel going like, that motherfucker boils my blood just walking like, well, that, that motherfucker's happy. Um, and, uh... And then, you know, she, she went on to, like, really bury, and then uh, Dana Brooke came out, and, like, half, like, trembling, like, she she sounded like half like she was shooting, too, where she's, like, you know, defending the wrestling business, and I love this business, and I, I worked really hard to get here, and, like, how dare you, and all of that shit, and she gets in the ring, and, like, hey, I want to open, you know, you're always doing open challenges, why don't you do one now, I, I accept, <laughs> Rhonda drops the mic, kicks her in the fucking stomach, Beats the shit out of her, slides out of the fucking ring, and does, like, two fucking judo judo flips on her that look fucking brutal. She whips this bitch to the fucking floor like, holy shit, just, like, just about ripped her goddamn arm out. Fucking slides her back in the ring, does another, like, judo roll through, gets her up on her fucking shoulders, and, and like, a Samoan drop type deal. Samoan drop slash suplex kind of deal. Fucking drops her. Looks legit. Looks bad as a motherfucker. 
Yeah, I mean, like, those moves looked fucking, like, serious. It looked like, yo, she just fucking threw her all over the place like she wasn't shit. Ref fucking steps up to her. She smacks the shit out of the ref. Shit all looks legit. And and people are going to go, she can't fucking wrestle. Well, all of that shit looked believable. I think a good part of wrestling is supposed to be what looks believable, right? Right? Okay, so let's go back to how awesome Kelly Kelly's fucking offense looked. Let's go back to Eva Marie. Let's go back to all the Bella shit. And the Bellas, look, Bellas got better over time. I, I was one of the people that, like, you know, towards the end of me watching that type of shit, I went, like, yeah, they're getting a little better. But, you know, when one of them's with Cena and the other one's with Daniel Bryan, someone should be picking up fucking something along the way, you know? Um, but either way, how, how dope was fucking Summer Ray's offense? How, how great was she on the fucking mic? You know what I mean? Like, how many fucking cringeworthy fucking promos that were completely not believable by all these chicks that just came out there and just wanted to be part of the fucking thing, and it was a mockery of the entire fucking sport of fucking professional wrestling? How many fucking diva promos did you listen and go, Jesus Christ, this sounds crazy. She sounds awkward as hell. She sounds nervous. She sounds this. She sounds that. Like, the one promo, Ronda kind of botched it. And still pick that shit up by the end of the fucking the the segment. Because she fucking botched that shit. Then I think uh, somebody else came out to like save the segment or whatever. And when she went one-on-one with her, she fucking ripped her apart. So all the shit that she's doing is looking legitimate. It's looking very, very believable. And whether she could hang in, in UFC anymore, whether motherfuckers knocked her the fuck out or not, you can believe that in a straight-up fight, she'd beat the shit out of 90% of these fucking divas in a legit fight. So that's, right there, is believability. And and to me, that means more in wrestling than any of this other corny bullshit that you motherfuckers are into. That's that's not casual fan shit. That's not nothing. That's, that's 101, what the fuck wrestling should be about, is believability. The type of shit I was talking about with Dickinson. It is fucking believability. This dude comes out and looks like he's kicking the shit out of his opponent. She comes out, looks like she's kicking the shit out of her opponent. Well, guess what? I fucking like what she's doing. I'm all about that type of shit. And I'm fucking tuning in to WrestleMania because of that. I've never watched a WSU show in my fucking life. I never will. I'll never, ever watch an entire fucking women's show from top to bottom. There is not that many fucking talented women's wrestlers that are going to fucking just smash a whole fucking show out. I know that sounds fucking crazy. I know a lot of people are going to get butt hurt, especially the motherfuckers that are going to fucking sit on their page all day and like swoon over these motherfuckers because they think it's going to get them somewhere. Newsflash number one, it's not. You can go buy their used gear and act like a fucking weirdo, but it's not getting you anywhere. Number two, it, it, it's, it's not dope. It's, it's, it's really not dope. There's some women that could work their fucking asses off out there. And I'm all for watching those matches. But if you're going to tell me eight matches on a card, on a women's card, is going to be fucking great, top to fucking bottom, you're lying to me. Or your standards are way lower than mine. Bottom line. So, um, that's that's pretty much all I got to say about all of that shit. Um, I saw, I heard the uh, on the THD podcast, I saw the uh, Triple H... Um, uh, Batista promo. They're they're wrestling each other. I fuck that. 
I'll tell you 100%. Ronda Rousey, who has been in the wrestling business for one fucking year. She has been doing this shit for one fucking year. Sold a better fucking angle and a better fucking storyline than Triple H. Who has been in this business for fucking how many fucking years has he been in there? Absolute fucking veteran. Could not make his angle look better than Ronda Rousey, who's been in there for one fucking year. So talk all the type of shit you want. Say all the fucking shit you want. How many people are looking forward to Triple H for Batista? And how many people are looking forward to Ronda, Becky, and fucking Charlotte in a three-way? You tell me. And maybe you can go look at ratings. Maybe you can find some kind of breakdown. And I, I don't know, you know, if that's like a Nielsen box thing or a network thing. They could probably track and see how many people turn off their fucking pay-per-view. And if people turn off their pay-per-view more times than not before that main event comes up, because if that, that's how the show closes, well, then everybody should be shutting their shit off before that, that match comes up, right? If it doesn't sell. They already got their money's worth on watching the rest of the shit, so all the ratings on the fucking network, should just go fucking down. The viewership should go down when all of the motherfucking, everybody clicks that little X in the top of their fucking screen because they're all done by that main event. But we'll see. We'll find out because I, I have, I have a, a good idea that motherfuckers' eyeballs are going to be on that match. But that's just me. I'm not a wrestling fan, so. Um, yeah, I think that's about all I got. Um... Yeah. Yeah, I think I hit everything. Um, Man, it took fucking two days. I, when the fuck did I do that other show? I don't know. Fucking Friday? Something like that. Um, It took like two days for them to import my show, for them to process my show. I did the fucking show the other night on the fitness stuff. And uh, I did like an hour. And the next morning, yeah, I, I told a couple people, Eric, Jeremy he was like, yo, fuck shows up, da da finish the show. Usually, like, when I finish the show, if I go in there, like, try to hit play on it or whatever, it'll say, oh, you know, the, the audio's processing, it'll be up shortly. And within 20 minutes, it's it's up on the site, it fucking hits iTunes within the hour, everything, it's fucking, it's ready to go, like, right after I'm fucking done with it. Well, the next morning, I wake up to messages going, show's not up, man. I'm like, oh, fuck, what the fuck? So I go in there myself. And it's telling me, like, like I just finished the show. Uh, show's processing. It'll be up shortly. I'm like, oh, motherfucker. So I uh, emailed them. And uh, they got back to me a couple hours later. And they're like, oh, you know, we're working on it. We're having a problem with that right now. It's our number one priority, though. And we will get back to you and this and that. And then today, I hear that it's up. So now when I go in tonight... And I sign in and, and start the show. There's a big pink banner on the top right now that says, At this time, we are working on a delay for live shows processing. Please stay tuned as we work on, uh, as we work to have these become available. So right now it is 8.42 p.m., 3.16.2019, and I'm about to end this show. So when it ends up on the download, I don't fucking know. I have no control over that, but I can tell you, thank fucking God or whoever the fuck controls podcasting, um, because if that show didn't go up, it was only an hour. I'm not saying it was my best show or great fucking content or even good. I don't know. 
I, I don't really listen to my shit on that level. Um, but you know, I enjoy doing it. And if I talk for a fucking hour and then it just never goes up, now I'm, I'm done. I'm all, I'm, I was done. Like I was just going to never podcast again. I was just going to say, fuck it. Um, if, if the weekend ended and my shit's still not up or they told me they lost the audio or whatever, I was just going to fucking cancel my subscription. Just be done with it. Just like, fuck it. I had a good run. It was what, like fucking eight, nine years, something like that. Um, so I was just going to be like, fuck it then. Yeah. I mean, had a good run. I'm not going to start dealing with, uh, I'm going to do the show and maybe it'll be, uh, archived and maybe not. And I'm just going to keep fucking paying these guys like an asshole. But that's, that's not what's going to happen. So, um, thank God, uh, it, it went up there and, uh, hope everybody enjoys. Um, as far as the fitness thing, if, if you guys want me to do more of that type of stuff, I just need specific topics and, and things you want me to give you know, whether it be advice or comments or whatever about, um, if I don't get a lot about that, I'm not going to do like another specific, just fitness type show. And I'll probably just answer anybody's questions they have on this show. You know what I mean? It's just easier for me that way. Um, but if I have enough to do like an hour on, I'm, I'm all for it. Um, and you know, it's more content because I could do one of those and one of these. I'm never going to really just abandon this because this is what I like the most as far as just talking shit about all the various things that come across and, you know, things that I, I think of and like to comment on and, and all of that. Um, so, yeah, that's, uh, I think, pretty much all I got. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I'll figure out what I want to do next week. Uh, I don't know if I want to do uh, another interview or I'll definitely try to do another one of these. See, maybe I can, maybe I'll watch something and then uh, review it or something. I, I don't even know. I have no fucking idea what I'm doing next week. Uh, shit, man. I wanted to play this track. You know what? Let me play this fucking track and then uh, I'll come back and say goodbye. Hello, 
I'm Fergie Fergie, diamonds keep looking pretty. Body in with the rush, a little bit of have mercy. Boy, I can get dirty, you rappers never concern me. Talking about you the best, your vision is getting blurry. Nigga, I'm the god from Trinidad for Curry. Eating you rapper niggas and spit the stiff from the turn. Cause you niggas is true, I put you niggas in school. Popping your top off like you niggas is cool. But that's gonna love my team like my crew and niggas is true. Willie lives with the floor, put you niggas in noose. Get thrown off a roof like you bitches in juice. Buddy below sends them for in my bishop boots. What comes out of that is known as the deuce deuce. You pew when I'm spraying the perfume. Devil is wearing powder, I put him in dirt room. Devil, you gon' know how you leaving this earth soon. Like right about that, cause it's time for your curfew. We don't fuck you, kid. Who the fuck you here? Why should I fuck shit? I never had shit. Mom gave birth to me on a pissy hatchet. Pops disappeared. Niggas call me nasty. My idea of fun growing up and doing bad shit. The first lick said I hit was old ass. No friends. I come around and niggas all ass. As far as I can remember, I've been on the wall path. I would rob Peter and take all the wall cash. So I'm glad I was born to die like that. We only shifty niggas gotta see behind my back. My face the last thing you see besides my strap. First take nine months, but with a nine mil, you die like that. So I'm looking out for number one. The world made me selfish. Praying is fucking dumb. We all going to hell, bitch. But I'm immortal, live forever like a shellfish. Only the strong survive praying off the help. We don't fuck you, kid. Demolish the show tunes Best by far but Onyx and the snow goons Been tragic, my raps been magic I pitch rocks with one arm, I'm Jim Abbott You've been slacking, what happened? I've been rapping Jim snatching and laughing at all your men's fashion P, the best is go death My full prep old niggas who dress like most deaf Fuck all the dumb shit I rip your arms off and use them shits for drumsticks your mama in jail, your father was frail. Your sister a call girl, Duke Obama to sell. Hey. Sean no no better for a whole lot of cheddar. Ray Paul no no sweater. The end of the verse. Send me your purse, you bitch. We don't fuck you, kid. We don't fuck you, kid. Yeah, that's that shit right there. Um, so, yeah, anyway, I just wanted to play that shit. Uh, you know, my motherfuckers uh, hear some actual real hip-hop on my motherfucking podcast because I like to make sure, you know, I add that shit because too much of this other bullshit out there and everybody, uh, I think they forget what the fuck real rap is all about, you know? And I wouldn't blame people these days for going fuck rap music this is trash because the type of shit that's coming out these days is fucking trash so when occasionally some shit like this comes out and i don't even fucking find out about it till years later this shit is crazy that's that's how hard it is to find good hip-hop sometimes it, it exists and like it just like fucking slips under the cracks because people don't even spotlight this type of shit anymore so anyway um hit me up all the fucking topics you want um 
anybody you know you you think that i would do a really good interview with or whatever you know dm me about it and uh you know i'll, I'll give you my uh my opinion on whether i think it will work um if i've already contacted them if uh you know whatever the case is and you know maybe i'll i'll line up some interviews based on you know the things i hear off of that um i don't know because there's only like so so many people that i really want to talk to because i'm talking you know what can i tell you um so yeah, enjoy your fucking uh, stupid green fucking holiday tomorrow, and uh, talk to you motherfuckers next week. Peace. Talk to y'all later. Have a nice night. Stay dry. It's raining again. Tired as rain. Makes my grass green. I won't complain about that. That's all I gotta say. I'm out of here. I love all of y'all and, uh, shit. You're all a bunch of fucking assholes. You've been in the gym, bro. You know why? DJ Hyde, fuck you. You don't have the guts to be what you want to be. You need people like me. I'll listen to your, to your podcast and I'll find everything out. You know what I mean? You need people like me so you can point your fucking fingers and say, that's the bad guy. So, what I make you? Good. Like, Jesus tell me, tells me all the time to listen to what you got to say because you be blazing people. And I'm like, well, I got to hear it now. <laughs> you just know how to hide. How to hide. Me, I don't have that problem. Me, I always tell a truth. Even when I lie. The Jews are just radio. Jesus! A sacred night to the bad guy. I'm gonna tell you something, the motherfucking press. I ain't coming for no foolishness.